Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic, your favorite fake news site. I'm Megan Pastetto, the bitch you all love to hate. Just like John Farnham, I'm back again, back at it for another week of drama. We're on the home stretch. The end is near. Only one more week to go of The Bachelorette. And we're getting an early mark this year and praise effing B. The ratings are dismal and so am I. But I will persevere because I'm not a quitter, but I'm also not gonna sugarcoat the truth because I'm not Willy Wonka either. This season sucks. And before you start calling me a savage bitch, I am not the only one thinking it. In fact, I'm the least savage because everyone else has simply given up on the show. And yet here I am sticking with it until the end like the stage five clinger I am. So hi, Josh is the latest casualty of this show. He said on Wednesday that he will not be doing recaps this season anymore. He's officially given up and thrown in the towel. He's quitting while he's ahead and I completely understand because it's very hard to recap a show when there's literally nothing happening. Mama Mia have also come out and said that they hate recapping The Bachelorette. It's my job to recap The Bachelorette and even I don't want to watch it anymore was their savage headline on one article. Punky didn't even bother with this season to begin with. They had the right idea from day one. They cut their losses and stopped their recaps before this hot mess even started. But look, here I am, a loyal Batchy stan clinging on for dear life. And honestly though, this show needs to get its shit together or it's in big, big trouble. Give us some color, some spice, some drama, some bad bitches maybe, anything, something. I feel like storming onto the set and abusing everyone for being so boring. It's just pathetic now. It's like the producers signed off early and the contestants have been left to their own devices. They didn't even order Becky an Uber after her hometown with Shannon. They literally made her walk all the way back to the mansion in her kitten heels to think about her actions. I still can't get over Becky being so honest during that hometown visit, saying that she didn't like Shannon. She obviously hasn't even bothered watching the show before now. That is not how things are meant to go around here, Becky. Producers have signed off early because they literally forgot to train her to suppress her thoughts and feelings, to gaslight everyone and then blindside them at the next rose ceremony. You are not actually meant to tell them how you feel, Becky. You're supposed to suck it up and lie through your teeth like some degrade home and away actor until the finale for maximum impact when the cameras are in prime position to capture the exact moment their hearts break into a million tiny pieces. Even Becky herself has given up and thrown in the towel on this season. There's still no Osher, but Channel 10 is continuing to pull the wool over our eyes and treat us like babies. They're like, Osher left this card behind for you boys. Um, no, he didn't. Osher is in quarantine in Melbourne, FYI, and just say it, Channel 10, the whole of Australia knows it. It was in the news. How dumb do you think we are? Look, Joey's dog is seriously the highlight of the season, and we all know how I feel about dogs. Also, side note, how the hell is it hometowns and Joe hasn't even had a single date with Ellie and I still know nothing about Becky, except that she's Ellie's sister. What does she even do for work? Like, I honestly do not know. They didn't even give her a backstory on episode one. They just introduced her as Ellie's sister and said that she was a country girl. Honestly, if 2020 were a show, The Bachelorette would be it. 
So last week I left some inspirational parting words at the end of the episode, a little juicy nugget to surprise you guys. And basically I just wanted to see if you were still actually listening by the end of the episode or if you'd all fallen asleep at the back of the classroom and you had. So you all failed. You got a big fat F this semester. So now I have to put the important stuff at the start. Guys, please rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Five stars only, of course. If you could please do God's work and post a screenshot on Instagram, wherever you're listening to the podcast, get those Christian hours up. One more quick thing, side note. After this week, I will be moving on to my summer series where I will be doing some more in-depth interviews with your favorite reality stars just while the shows are, you know, having a break. I'm going to have some fun with it. It's going to be a wild ride as it always is on this show. I will talk more about that later in the episode and give you some more details on what's coming up over the next few months. So make sure you're still awake. Have a Red Bull if you need to. Now, onto the juicy stuff. Here we go, spilling the tea on this show one final time and praise fucking be. Amen. Get comfy, get cozy, buckle up. Coming up today, more Bachelorette bombshells, including why Shannon returned to the mansion after his eviction and a shocking truth bomb about his hometown visit that honestly made me spiral out of control when I heard it. So get ready for that. I will also answer all of your burning bachelorette questions that you guys sent in. And in everyone's favorite segment, So Scandalous, I have a special edition of Law & Order, Bachelorette. Some of the contestants are undercover bad boys and you will not believe who. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Okay, SAS. Before we get into things, I just want to clear up a little mistake that I made last week. I said that SAS was filmed in the Blue Mountains. It's actually the Snowy Mountains. My source just told me mountains and... I used to live near the Blue Mountains, so I just assumed that they meant those mountains. So apologies for the confusion. I definitely failed geography this semester. So it was actually filmed in Jindabyne near a small town called Dalgetty. The helicopter jump was filmed above Lake Jindabyne. My source tells me production was offering pretty big money to property owners down here when they were looking for a place to film. It was just on a local family's farm. The staff were always coming into town to get supplies for the set. I can't believe they filmed it in August down here. It's so cold. I guess it adds an extra element to the challenge though. I can confirm it would have been freezing in that barn at night too. Temperatures regularly drop into the minus during the night. Yikes. All I want to know about SAS, honestly, is why Faraz is being such a naughty boy. Someone on Facebook answered my question when I wrote this saying, he still thinks he's John Ibrahim, lol. Apparently the contestants kept asking Faraz to hand in his number to put them all out of their misery and he turned around to them and said no. So either he's braver than we thought or he's smoking the same stuff the Bachelor producers have been smoking in their crack den editing room. It's not his first barbecue, guys. Personally, I have been living for the drama playing out between Faraz and Shannon on Instagram this week. Go to my Instagram at Dramatic Podcast to catch up on that beef if you haven't already. It's some real savage shit and I am here for it. I am also told that there is more to come on screen with these two and we haven't even seen the worst of their drama yet. There is a God. <laughs> Grab the popcorn and watch this space. Oh my God, oh my God. As previously revealed on So Dramatic... <laughs> Paradise is not returning in 2021. It was truly devastating news for us. It was the icing on the cake for 2020. 
And it's literally the only reason we suffer through the actual seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So sad news for us. Now, I have a theory about why it is not returning. One name, Jamie Doran. So we know that Jamie's involved in a legal battle with Warner Brothers, and I have been told that he's actually in the process of working on a deal with them. He has told them that he will drop all charges if they make him the 2021 Bachelor. Now, that seems like a small ask for me. It seems like a win-win for Channel 10 in my eyes. They get out of the lawsuit, then they get an iconic content generator for The Bachelor, but apparently they're not too keen on the idea and instead they're working on a cash settlement. So my theory is that Jamie Doran is sucking them dry and that's where their budget for Paradise is going. So to all the heartbroken contestants out there who are no longer able to extend their 15 minutes of fame to 20, you can all blame Jamie. Oh my God, oh my God. Okay, before we get into The Bachelorette, a little tidbit about our Bachelor runner-up, Bella Varelis. A source told me this week, well, actually they told me a few weeks ago, but I just hadn't checked my inbox in a few months. So I've only just seen it. They said that they auditioned for the Honey Badgers season of The Bachelor and Bella was in their audition. So it wasn't actually the first time she applied for the show when it was Lockie's season. The plot thickens, guys. Oh my God, oh my God. On to The Bachelorette. Let's rip this band-aid off the scab one more time. There were quite a few complications when it came to filming The Bachelorette this season. Apparently the casting was done very last minute due to COVID. One contestant says everything was rushed and the boys only got a call up one week before filming to let them know that they had been cast for the show. They hadn't confirmed anyone because they weren't sure what was happening with COVID. Fair enough. Joe was thrown in as a last resort because they didn't have enough people. They were so desperate for contestants. They asked Ellie if there was anyone she wanted on the show who might be up for it and she requested Joe. Oh my God, oh my God. The show was apparently not only pulled together at the 11th hour, but also super rushed throughout and the boys barely spent any time with the girls. One contestant says, everything was so rushed. The choice in girls, the dates, the filming setup, the cocktail parties. It felt like they scrapped the whole thing together at the last minute. You do one group date, which then turns into a single date, and then you go back and have a rose ceremony that night. That's on repeat the whole time. The whole thing was a bit dry and very rushed. It felt robotic and like everyone just wanted to get in and get out. It was such a joke. They starve you of time with the girls. I personally was there for four weeks and I only spent about 25 minutes with both of the girls in total. That is not a lot of time to decide if you want to be in a relationship with someone. I've actually spent longer with one night stands. So that's saying something. Oh my God, oh my God. This season of The Bachelorette was even described as budget batchy. One contestant says the whole season felt like it was budget with a huge franchise and production like this you would expect the experience to be amazing for the dates to be amazing for the things that happen to be amazing for the whole experience to be amazing to do lots of cool shit and get treated well but there was none of that it did not live up to my expectations at all. It was all smoke and mirrors. We had budget dates the whole time, except the helicopter ride that Shannon and Harry went on. One date was even a picnic in the backyard of the mansion. All the boys could see them from the house. Plus there was no Osher. 
I mean, look, in their defense, things would have been tough with filming restrictions in COVID. I get it. But it's almost like maybe they just shouldn't have bothered at all and cut their losses like everyone else has. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It wasn't only the dates that were on a strict budget, but also the food in the mansion. The shopping budget was so stingy that the boys were left starving. One contestant dishes, all the food would be gone in two days and you would have to have Vegemite on toast every single meal for a few days in a row. We were all starving. I think they only had a budget of about $1,000 every three days to split between 20 guys. I lost about 10 kilograms in total during filming. Oh my God, oh my God. Not only were the boys starving, but apparently they were also very bored. The contestant says, we were so bored. We had nothing to do all day. We just sat around scratching our heads, playing poker or watching Victoria's Secret and raiding the girls. That was all we were allowed to do. I mean, sounds ideal to me. Oh my God, oh my God. Alcohol was also strictly rationed in the mansion and the boys were begging producers for more drinks. One contestant says it was impossible to get drunk. They were super strict with the drinks and they wouldn't let us have more than one drink per half an hour because they were so worried we would get too sloppy. None of the guys were drunk at all during filming. We were even trying to find leftover red wine from the cups, break the half an hour rule, get bigger pours out of the bartender just so we could at least get a little tipsy, but they wouldn't let us. We were begging them to give us more alcohol so we could have some fun. Sounds like a cocktail party I would not like to be at. Oh my god, oh my god. Speaking of cocktail parties, Ellie and Fraser were caught on many occasions sneaking off into a private room to hook up. One contestant tells me, no one really kissed the girls in front of the boys at the cocktail party. We had an agreement that we wouldn't do that, but... We later found out that Fraser had broken the bro code and secretly gone off to a private room in the mansion with Ellie on a number of occasions during the cocktail parties to hook up with her in private. We didn't know about it until the very end of the season when he admitted it to a few of the final boys. Very sneaky snakes. Oh my God, oh my God. Another huge drama that wasn't shown this season was some big problems between Ellie and Fraser. So Fraser used to date a model by the name of Emma Pearson He told the boys about their relationship in the mansion. Ellie found out about it because one of the boys mentioned to her that Fraser had been discussing his ex-girlfriend all the time. She became extremely insecure and they had a number of arguments about it. One contestant says Ellie found out Fraser had been talking about his ex who just happened to be a model and she was extremely upset. Side note, I probably would be too. She felt threatened, not only because she knew who she was, she's extremely attractive and successful, but also because she was worried Fraser might not be over her yet if he's still talking about her to the other boys. Oh my God, oh my God. Guys, some exciting news, a special PSA. Ellie has officially packed up her things and relocated, but she has moved somewhere very awkward for everyone involved. She's moved to Newcastle. Let me explain why this is awkward. A friend of Ellie's revealed that she's moving into her friend's house in Newcastle this week. They said it's not far from where Joe lives, so it's likely that they will bump into each other. Poor Joe. He has been left heartbroken and now Ellie is moving around the corner from him and he will have to see her all the time. They also hang out in the same circles, so it's a given that they will see each other all the time now. It's just weird that Ellie would move closer to Joe when she dumped him after asking him to come on the show. It's not entirely fair. Yeah, look, I would not be okay with my ex moving up the road from me after dumping me on national TV. It's a no from me. Let's not forget also that Joe lives with Ellie's best friend, so it's all just a bit incestual for my liking. 
A bit too close to home, pun intended. Oh my God, oh my God. According to a number of sources, Fraser was a super spreader before the show. Someone who's known him for a number of years sent me messages before the season aired, but look, my inbox is a bit of a hot mess and I only saw the message this week. They said, not sure what you've heard about the new Bachelorette season, but there's definitely a super spreader from Brisbane on the cast. I would like to stay anonymous, but his name is Fraser Neat. He's on private at the moment and he's currently filming hometown visits. Well, look, their info about hometown visit checks out. So, so far, so good. A second source also messaged me saying, hey girl, I don't know if this has been mentioned, but Fraser has told friends that he was poached by The Bachelor and that they reached out to him on Insta. Also, he's friends with Dolphin Boy. (laughs) My friend is good friends with Fraser and she said that Fraser and Sam the Dolphin were mates before the show. They have the same extended friend group and knew each other beforehand. Why are all the boys keeping these friendships a secret? Is it that big of a deal? Oh my God, oh my God. Further to that, my own sources have told me that since filming rap, Fraser has been hitting the town in Brisbane. He's been going out and telling everyone that he's single. So I don't know what to make of it. Like either he's the winner and they haven't stayed together or he's just being a slim shady. Oh my God, oh my God. Another source has revealed that Tim Sims, AKA Tim Hanley, actually coached Fraser before the show so he knew how to make it into the finale. They said, Tim and Fraser spoke at length before filming. Tim told him exactly what to do when it came to filming in order to get a positive portrayal. He told him what not to do, what to say to the girls to win them over in a short amount of time, how to get producers to like him, things to avoid doing, etc., etc. Fraser had a game plan going in. He only went on the show for fame. He wanted to emulate Tim. It was all very calculated from the start and he was willing to do whatever he could to be the last man standing. Oh my God, oh my God. Okay, enough about Ellie. On to Sister Becky now. According to one contestant, Pete Mann was the front runner from very early on and the other boys didn't even stand a chance. One contestant says, Becky was always set on Pete from day one. It was no secret that she had strong feelings for him, but her mind was completely made up after the yacht date. Things just changed dramatically after that. She became a little more distant from everyone else. She definitely wasn't deciding up until the last minute who she was going to choose. She knew for a very long time before that. They added, I think they kept Adrian around for the finale for shock value. And because Becky didn't want to take Shannon to the finale and break his heart because she knew that he had strong feelings for her. So she wanted to let him go before it got to that. Oh my God, oh my God. Another little tidbit I might add about Adrian while we're here. People think it's weird that he's lasted so long on the show considering that Becky's much older than he is. He's 26, right? And she's 30. But I am told by a friend of his that Adrian actually has a thing for older women and he's always dated older women in the past. They said, Adrian loves older women. He was dating a 30-year-old when he was a teenager. His last girlfriend was a woman in her late 30s. Her name was Kirsten. She was German. He's only doing the show for fame and followers. Him and his brother, Jaden, are obsessed with being famous. They've been applying for shows and trying to get famous for years. T. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, on to what we didn't see this week. The deprivation continues. (laughs) This is probably my favorite story from the whole season. It's juicier than finding out that Channel 10 made Ellie wipe her social media clear before the show. I've really saved the best for last, guys. Drum roll, please. Pause for dramatic effect. So Shannon had to reshoot his hometown visits because they didn't get enough footage. But wait for it. 
They reshot this after the finale. An on-set production source dishes, Shannon had to reshoot one scene from his hometown visits well after the show had wrapped. It was after the finale. So Becky had already chosen Pete, but she was made to refilm a scene with Shannon at his brother's house. And to make things even more awkward, the scene they had to reshoot was a kissing scene. So the first time they shot the scene, they were full on hooking up. It was so full on, in fact, that it was almost awkward for the production crew watching. It was very intense. I think that's probably why they wanted to reshoot it. It probably wouldn't have been allowed on primetime TV. So when they reshot it, Shannon said, look, I obviously can't do that now and make out with Becky because she's with Pete. And the producers were fine with that. They said, that's okay, you don't have to. So instead they just pecked when they met. During the original hometown visit, Shannon and Becky were hooking up so much, even when the cameras weren't rolling. Shannon genuinely had strong feelings for Becky and he thought that he was going to win. He was left absolutely heartbroken when she broke the news to him. Now, the reason Shannon was pictured back at the mansion, there was some pat pics that came out this week of Shannon rocking up at the mansion with his suitcase again, 2.0. That was because they had to reshoot scenes and final interviews to go along with that hometown visit. Look, the whole show is one big fraud in my eyes. I feel very ripped off. I'm demanding to speak to the manager. Oh my God, oh my God. Shannon was not left heartbroken for long. According to my sources, he's been hooking up with Belle from Lockie's season of The Bachelor. They met through mutual friends and have been hanging out casually together and seeing each other on and off. It's nothing serious yet. They've just been hooking up. I love me some batchy incest. Oh my God, oh my God. Another scene that was left on the floor of the editing room this week was Ellie's huge meltdown. So all they showed was James getting a rose and leaving in the limousine, but that is not all that happened. Before that, Ellie actually stormed out of the rose ceremony crying because she felt like it was too hard to send James home because they'd spent the whole day together on a single day just before the rose ceremony. Another thing that they decided not to show, one contestant says, Ellie broke down in tears and excused herself from the rose ceremony. She went outside for 30 to 40 minutes and was hysterically crying. Becky went out to console her. There was a lot of commotion with producers and stuff. Ellie eventually came back in and then that's when she sent James home. Ellie and James had a lengthy chat outside before he left in limo. Ellie was very emotional during that chat as well. Oh my God, oh my God. Ellie wasn't the only one to have a very emotional moment with one of her suitors that night. Becky also had a lengthy chat with Sam before he left and the convo got quite deep and quite full on and very emotional because Sam felt like he'd been completely blindsided by Becky. An onset source says... Becky and Sam spoke about things that they weren't able to before then. They cleared the air because Sam was quite hurt and shocked. He felt like he'd been blindsided because he felt like they had a really strong connection and Becky had been making him think that he was going to get more time with her. Instead, she gave the date to Adrian. That's when Sam said, okay, look, if you're into a fuckboy like Adrian, then I'm out. That's not who I am or what I thought Becky wanted. So Becky had told all of the boys that she wanted to settle down and Adrian's only 26 and he made it very clear that he wasn't ready to settle down. So it actually made no sense why she was keeping him around, let alone taking him to the final two. So I guess Sam left with his salami stick between his legs. Ciao, Bella. Oh my God, oh my God. Last episode, I said that there was going to be a big drama where James became aggressive towards Adam and he had a massive tantrum and stormed off. I was so excited for this because I felt like it was going to be the only thing of note to happen all season. 
Yet again, Channel 10 deprived us. They downlaid the tantrum to a 2 out of 10 at best. According to my source, James did get very aggressive and went off at Adam. Here are some more details from them about what went down. They said they showed none of the stuff where James attacked Adam. They edited the whole thing to focus on Joe, but that is not what happened. James was asked what his favorite fetish was and he replied, dominance. Adam, who is very shy and quite young, got very awkward and funny about this and he started giggling to himself. James then turned on Adam and blasted him. He said, how about you shut the fuck up? Yikes. He became very aggressive to Adam and then that's when the girls looked at each other super shocked and worried and even a little taken aback and scared by James's outburst. After that, Ellie was worried about James's aggressiveness and jealousy. Okay, so maybe my fuckboy radar is working after all. To me, James doesn't just ooze fuckboy vibes. He epitomizes it. Oh my God, oh my God. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So this week on Instagram, I asked you guys to send me in your burning questions for The Bachelorette. And usually you guys send in very intelligent, very thoughtful, very interesting questions. But look, this week I was blown away and not in a good way. (laughs) No offense. The questions were as boring as the show. It seems like you guys have given up as well. And look, I don't blame you. I guess you guys didn't have much to work with. It's hard. I know. Let me go through some of the questions that I got. We've come this far. We may as well finish this season off and wrap it up with a nice little bow because I'm an OCD bitch who likes to be neat and tidy. Okay, here we go. Question one. When will it stop? (laughs) I literally got that question sent in about 20 times. Next Thursday is the final episode. They cut The Bachelor down from eight weeks to six because of Corona and they've cut The Bachelorette down from six weeks to five. Praise be, blessed be the fruit. Why weren't there extra guys to choose from seeing as there were two bachelorettes and no intruders? I personally think that Channel 10 had given up before the show even aired and basically just wanted to do the bare minimum. That's my take on it. Why is the show so boring? I think you guys must think I'm some sort of oracle. I think it's a bad mix of casting, no effort from production, no budget, bad leads, not enough drama. Look, I could go on for days. Are there any guys you would date? No. How do the boys feel about being in this snooze fest? I don't know. I assume that they probably hated it considering they won't have much longer left in the limelight when it's all over. I know some of them are very pissed off that they got no airtime and they were annoyed that, you know, they did all this filming for a couple of seconds of screen time, like such a waste. Any goss on Adam, is he still single? Yes. So I revealed last week on So Dramatic that Adam is single and he's ready to mingle. He was spotted at Perth by one of my listeners last weekend having a very good time at a festival. Go back and listen to that episode. Lots of details in there about Adam's single status. Not watching the show, I only read your tweets and hi Josh's recaps. Update, hi Josh is gone. RIP, hi Josh. You're just stuck with me now. Why don't they show more of Adam? He is amazing, question mark. Yes, I agree. Let's be real. Most of us are only watching for Adam and who can blame us? If I was a producer on the show, I would have made Adam do shirtless shoot after shirtless shoot and film that consistently for 10 episodes straight. And look, I guarantee that the ratings would have been much higher than they are now. Absolutely nothing because it's a snore fest and I would rather watch paint dry. Yes, someone actually wrote that in. Not a question, but love that so much. 
Why is this season so short compared to The Bachelor? See above. How do you find out the order of the guys leaving and who the winner is? If I told you that, I would have to kill you. Who do Ellie and Becky pick at the end? I posted this on my Instagram at Dramatic Podcast a few weeks ago. Go there to check out the spoiler. I did a reveal of the final contestants, the elimination order. Is Adrian even into Becky? I was told that Adrian put it on a lot to stay until the end. He said and did all the right things to make Becky fall for him because he wanted Instagram followers. Get that clout. I also heard that Adrian was chosen over Shannon because Becky didn't want to hurt him in the finale because she knew how strongly he felt about her. Are they still together? I'm assuming this is the final couples. Look, I don't even care enough to find out, to be completely honest. I just want the show to end. Whatever happens after that, I wish them well. Spoiler alert, block your ears for 10 seconds if you don't want to know about the winners. So, no, Becky and Pete are no longer together. Ellie and Fraser are doing long distance, but... I'm told that no one thinks it will last very long. As mentioned before, Fraser's already been out on the town telling people he's single. Another source told me they both choose a guy at the end, but neither will last. Ellie and Fraser are a good match for each other. Do I think it will last on the outside? 100% not. But Ellie and Fraser are more likely to last than Pete and Becky. I don't even think Pete and Becky lasted longer than a week, to be completely honest. So stay tuned for that. Do guys on the franchise actually have sex on the show? No, I wish they did. That would really spice things up, wouldn't it? Why weren't there extra guys to choose from seeing as there were two bachelorettes and no intruders? It was very slim pickings, wasn't it? Again, I think producers had zero fucks left to give. Am I the only one liking the show? Yes. When is this nightmare over? <laughs> so I was sent that question about 20 times, not lying. I only watch for the So Dramatic Facebook group chat. Yay, a good A-plus student right there. I'm not watching this season. It's a snooze fest, but I love your podcast for the gossip. Thank you. Could Ellie at least try to appear as if she's there for more than a HelloFresh contract? I don't blame her. Get that bread, girl. Shannon seems like a low-key fuckboy. Please discuss. I don't know. At the start, I thought Shannon might be a fuckboy, but... He's kind of seeming very genuine to me, especially after last night. I like Shannon. I think the real fuckboys of this season are Adrian and Jake, who were seen partying up a storm in Byron Bay last weekend with less fucks to give than I've got. Fraser as well, as previously mentioned, and James, as previously mentioned. Where is the finale filmed? Guys, remember how I said when I interviewed Rachel that someone I knew saw them filming in parks and I said that I thought that was that must be the finale. I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing and pretty sure that's where the finale will be. I think they're going to tie in the girls' hometown visits with the finale. They're killing two birds with one stone again. I don't even want to continue. Fuck this segment's drier than a rye crosscut. Make it stop. I can't even pretend to make this sound interesting. I tried. I really did. Fuck it. I'm throwing in the towel on this segment too. That's enough. This sucks. Like, you get the picture. This show is fucking horrible and I quit. I give up. Scratching the paper. <laughs> I don't. I know I didn't have any fucks to give before this show, but I definitely don't have any now. At this point, why are any of us even still bothering? The end. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. Is the case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week, guys. Your favorite espionage queen is back at it again. (music) 
So I've conducted a lot of investigations on this podcast, but this week I've got another Law and Order special because it was such a hit during Lockie's season. I thought I'll do it again, you know, make it a regular thing. So I've done some digging and I've got some actual court records and police files from our current season of Bachelorette contestants. Turns out quite a few of them have been a little naughty in their time. I mean, who hasn't? So Joe, sweet Joe, too pure for this show, Joe. <laughs> Thank God there is no Bachelor in Paradise next year because we need to protect Joe from this franchise at all cost. Very shocking that our golden child Joe has been up to no good in the past, I know. So in 2019, he was found guilty of possessing a prohibited drug and sentenced to a conditional release order of 12 months. Fraser, in August 2019, so about a year ago, Fraser was caught driving under the influence, another blue ticker breaking the road rules, naughty naughty. I will add him to the ever-growing list of blue tick bandits next to his good mate Tim who filmed himself whilst using his phone recently. Fraser was given a fine and had his license disqualified. Sam the Dolphin, he has a string of offences attached to his name. In 2008, he was charged with stealing and entering a premise with intent. In 2016, he was charged and fined for stealing. In 2014, he was charged with possessing a dangerous drug. And in 2012, he was charged with being drunk and disorderly, contravened direction and refused entry to a licensed premise. Yikes. Aggie, our very own Fabio. He was charged with driving on a suspended license and failing to pay parking fines on a number of occasions in recent years. Look, if any of them get into any more legal trouble and they need a lawyer, I am told that Jamie Doran knows a good one. Warning. <coughs> oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. Guys, before you go, I have some exciting things for you to look forward to. Next week, I will be covering the Bachelorette finale. I will be continuing with SAS Goss. And I'm also going to take a look at what to expect for the reality TV shows next year, as well as giving you some goss on what's coming to our screens in 2021. I will also be starting the summer series next week. So while the shows are on a break, there's not gonna be much on TV over summer. I'm going to interview some of your favorite reality stars and do some more in-depth interviews because I haven't done much of that yet. And there's always so much goss to get through each week that I don't really have time. So I'll be doing that. That will continue through to January until Married at First Sight starts. It's going to be really fun, guys. I promise. And I've got some big names who have agreed to sit in the hot seat for their 60 Minutes Tell All. My first guest is Jackson Garlic. After that, I will be speaking to Jamie Doran and I will tease the rest of the guests closer. But I can guarantee you that you will not want to miss any of these juicy chats. I'm going deep and nothing is off limits as usual here on So Dramatic. Let me play you a little sneak preview of my chat with Jackson to get you excited. So did he care, like, how it came out? Or was he like, oh, oh he was like, it is what it is. He goes, I don't know what conversation I had with there. If people want to hate me and, and be and think that the reason that's why you didn't get a rose, then I'll be the scapegoat. He was kind of nonchalant about it, to be fair. Like, not like he didn't care, but he just thought, oh, well, I, I know what I said that night, so it's I'm not going to blame editing. And I won't blame editing either. You know, if he came across like that, it's not like they put words in his mouth. If you enjoyed this episode, which I know is all of you, 
please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. Please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than Fraser shares himself around Brisbane. If you have any requests, questions or receipts, please slide into my DMs at Dramatic Podcast. I'm still shadow banned on Instagram, so you may have to go via my personal page at Meek and Pistetto and click the link in the bio to find the page. If you haven't already, join the Facebook group, aka The Drama Army ASAP. That is where the real tea is being spilt with my Savage Queens. That's So Dramatic Podcast on Facebook groups. Wednesday and Thursday nights at 7.30pm next week, we are continuing with our parties in the Facebook group. One more week to go of The Bachelorette. So let's finish this hot mess off with a bang. I cannot wait to be free. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. See you next Friday. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pistetto.